Welcome to the New Life Podcast. Here we want you to experience the grace of God. So through this sermon, we hope to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. To learn more about New Life, please visit our website at newlifeonline.org. Here's today's message. Good to be with you on this Sunday morning. I'm Brian Wilmarth. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, If this is the first time you're with us, thank you. Thank you for being here on this Sunday. We hope you feel a welcome, and we hope that this morning is a blessing to you. Uh, We're so glad that you're here. Um, And so just as a quick reminder, after the service, we'd love for you to go to the Connections desk and get connected, um, find out what's going on in the life of the church. And that desk is right as you walk out those doors to the left. We'd love to say hello to you. Well, today, uh, we have one of our elders who's going to be sharing from God's Word today, Dave Lloyd. We're so grateful that he's stepping up today to, to preach, and, and uh, he's going to be continuing in our series. And so, just a real quick, Dave has, has been an elder for just over a year now. Like, we've crossed that threshold now, which is pretty crazy. Um, and so does so, that mean you're going to keep me? It, it still remains to be seen. We'll, we'll talk after today. So. Asking for a friend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I do, I do have to embarrass you. It's Dave's birthday today. So, now, I got to be honest, I didn't know that when I asked him to preach that it was going to be his birthday, so I don't know if this is a gift or not, but here you go. Now, my my gift was worse eyesight, so when I bring in, when you guys see these. So, thank you, Dave, for bringing God's Word today. Can we all pray together as as we go to God's Word? God, thank you so much that you are present with us, that you lead us in understanding And God, we pray that uh, our eyes would see what it is that you want us to see today from the scriptures. So Lord, be with Dave as he uh, brings your word, as he shares from his story. And Lord, as we encounter you, lead him as he leads us. And will we be ready to receive? Thank you, God, for all that you're doing. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, New Life Church again. My name's Dave, and I'm an elder here, and so I also help lead the uh, student life, uh, which is across the street, and so I, I see young people here that I may not have seen over there. I would, we would love to see you guys over there if you're between uh, sixth grade and, and seniors uh, in high school. We are at 6.30 across the street on Wednesday nights, and we go till 8.30, and so we would love to see you. Um, if this is kind of speaking to you, we get how scary it can be. And so last week we talked about uh, parting the Red Sea. And from a scare standpoint, when I look at that picture up there, <clears throat> taking that first step into the Red Sea, you have all these crashing waves around you. I get how scary that can be. And so you taking your first step into uh, the student ministry, you know, we hope you take that step that first step. It gets easier and easier after you get to know us, and so we would love to see you guys. And so last week, uh, we talked about parting the Red Sea, and this whole series we've been talking about how, what identity looks like for the Israelites. And so it's, it's basically how can we understand ourselves through these, through these stories. And, and I, I do have to mention that, you know, when I got uh, this assignment uh, from Brian, uh, I was not around to get this assignment, and so I just happened to get this on my birthday. And then, of course, I got the one that was about manna and quail. And so I'm like, really? I mean, I've, 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 read, I've read this stuff over and over, over again, and I always just flash through this. I'm like, how in the world am I going to try to try to match up with 
you know, them just being in the desert for a while. I, I don't see it. But I can tell you in the first, it was day or two. And this, I think I got it like two months in advance or a month and a half, which probably shouldn't do because I just dwell on it like over and over and over like, oh, I should say this. Oh, I should say this. Because when you really start diving into that scripture, which I hope you guys do, it, God is speaking like nonstop to me. And so, but once I got that, it was like in a day or two, I was like, oh, this is me. I can see myself in this. And I've never, ever seen that before. I've read this before, but I've seen it in me. And I, and I hope that I can move myself aside so that God can speak to you guys the same way that he spoke to me. And so that's my hope for you today. And so really what we're talking about is reshaping our identity, right? And so the Israelites, you know, they've gone through all these things where they've, you know, all this turmoil, they've been in, in slavery uh, for hundreds of years. And so that's all they knew. When they make it to the other side, God redeems them. God saves them. And you, and you think that, okay, I, I'm good to go. They get to the other side and it's just like, yay, we're good. Everything's fine. And we think, we kind of think the same thing when we have baptisms. Because if you guys remember, we had baptisms last week as well. And so the Israelites crossing the Red Sea was almost their own baptism. When we get to that point where we accept Jesus Christ in our life, that's just the very beginning of the journey. God doesn't immediately take us and reshape us, right? He doesn't immediately take us and say, okay, now I've shaped you in a brand new way. He wants us to take a journey with him. And that's really what this story is about. And so when we look at this Exodus 26, you don't have to jump in your scripture yet because I'm going to, we'll go through this. But what God wanted from them was, he said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring, upon, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And so as Israelites who just came out of captivity, and, and again, keep the context of even baptism where you've accepted the Lord in your heart, you still have all this past history in you. These slaves, what do they know of trust? They know nothing of trust. And so even when they've seen all these miracles and God is telling Moses, tell the Israelites this, God is telling you this, they're thinking, it's, that's not for me, though. That's, that's for somebody else. That's for Moses, maybe. But I've never had anybody give me free love like that. I've never had anybody love me like that. And so you guys can see this whole piece here is about needing to reshape their identity. And it would be through a journey. It's not immediately taking them to some promised land saying, you're set free. He wants to take them on this journey because that's what shapes us. To illustrate this, I'm going to show you one of the journeys that, that I was on. And so this is a picture of me and some friends. Uh, this isn't a stock photo uh, that I downloaded off Google. This is actually us. Um, we had a drone take that picture. And you guys might know some of these guys. On the far right side is uh, Ryan Parnum. We got Joe Altor for uh, Corey Lyons next, and then I'm at the far left. And so when you guys see this picture, when you guys see this picture, you see it's a beautiful picture, but that's all you know. That's the only context you know. For me, when I see this picture, 
It's the whole journey. And so it's not the destination that changes you. It is, it is the journey. And so just like the Israelites had to go through this journey of many, many years, God wants you to take that exact same journey. And we're going to go through that today. That journey of be with me every day. And we're going to see that in the scripture on how to do that. And so, but, but this, this journey, this started with us getting up at five in the morning. We're putting on 50-pound weight packs, and we're heading off to the trailhead. And so we knew we were going to have to climb uh, from 9,000 feet up to 14,000 feet in that day. And so I had my brothers with me. And so right here, these are the guys. And so these guys know me best. And several months ago, I talked about how important it is to have somebody you're authentic with. There's nobody that knows me better besides my wife. You want to raise your hand? No. <laughs> There's nobody that knows me better besides my wife uh, than these guys because they know the real me. And that was the first step in my journey was being authentic, getting somebody that actually knows me, and then being real about myself. And so during this walk, I got to be with my brothers I got to go through some scary points, and so this next slide, um, I'm, a, I'm slightly afraid of heights, and so this is on top of the mountain, and I'm trying to come down. I actually had to go down and go back up, but it's knowing that there's somebody there, one of my brothers or sisters in Christ, that's there that will grab me if I fall. And again, I think with this, it doesn't look bad, sort of, but there was still a long tumble all the way down if, I, if, if he didn't catch me, so I was pretty nervous about that. And then, while we were in the taint, taint, a tent, sorry, while we were in the tent, it was raining, we heard this big sound come through the canyon, huge sound. I had never been up there, so I had no idea what to expect. And so I, went, I asked my buddy Joe, I was like, all right, so is there like jets to come through up here? <laughs> Surely that's not possible. He said, no, that's not right. And so we got out of there as fast as we could, and here comes a mudslide coming at us. And so this is a picture we saw. Those trees in the background, we saw them shaking like this because there was, there was more coming at us. And so our campsite was just there on the right, all our stuff. We had to just leave. And so we grabbed a couple things, and we went down the mountain as fast as we could. We were cut off. There was no going up to try to protect ourselves because it was coming down over to the right. It was coming to the left. It was trapping us right in the middle. And if it would have gotten any worse than that, and even that doesn't look bad, but there's a lot of big rocks in that mudslide. And so we went down as fast as we could. We got to the bottom, and we were safe. But I was like, one of the most important things that I've got is still up there. So it's my journal. Seriously, this is, this is one of the most important pieces to me is because when God touches me, when God reaches out to me, when God shows up, I write it down because I know how short my memory is. And you're going to see it in the scripture verses when we go through the Israelites, how short their memories are as well. I have to write it down so that I can go back to it and say, God's there. God showed up. And so this was the, this was the biggest piece um, that I was missing. If you go to the next slide, please. So when we look at this picture now, 
When you guys see this picture, it's different, right? It's a little bit different because you have more context behind it. And you say, oh, I see this picture, but it has so much more. And you guys think, think of your own picture. Think of a loved one uh, that you have a picture of in your mind right now. And it's, and it's not that moment of the picture that, you're, that you love. It's the whole journey with that person that you have the picture. Does that make sense? That's why the journey is so, so important. And, that, and God knows this. God could have taken the, the Israelites all the way to the end, the promised land, but he didn't do it. Because making it to the top, that's not what changed me. That's not what changes anybody. It's the journey. And so that's what we're going to focus on today. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into Scripture. And so um, we're looking at Exodus 15 through 17. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you. Will you please move me aside uh, so that you can speak your truth? I pray for open hearts throughout the congregation and myself that the words you speak will come and affect me uh, to make a move, to move with you, to walk with you daily for your provisions. In your precious name, amen. So if you guys want to turn to Exodus 15, that's where we'll start. And this is where the glasses come on. You know, I had 20-20 vision at one time. True story. So as we go through this message, as we go through this message, I want you to see how God is shaping the Israelites because it's the exact same for us. When you start your journey, this is how God wants it. And this is how all of a sudden I started seeing this and stepping into myself and saying, okay, I've seen this in my life. And so I feel like I've been journeying with God for a long time. I don't want to say super long time because I really made those big moments when I got real with people. And that might have been only 10 or 15 years ago, probably 10 years ago. And so it's been a short journey, but I love the journey. I, the, the promised land is awesome, but walking and the journey, that's what it's about for us, okay? And so watch this as we go through this. And so Exodus uh, 15, 22, and I'm not going to be going through everything here because this will be way too long to read and you guys will be here forever. But then Moses lit Israel from the Red Sea and they went into the desert of Shur. And again, this is a, a picture of that desert. And so just imagine yourself crossing the Red Sea and then Moses saying, come on guys, let's go. You'd be like, time out. <laughs> What's that way? And so they could not... They, uh, when they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called that. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? And so remember, that was three days. And I want you to see this. Then Moses cried out to the Lord. So step one, we get to the point where we're crying out to God. And that's hard for us to do in a nation where we have everything. We can control everything, just about, can't we? There's a lot of times that we can't. There's instances, but a lot of times we control. We have to get to the point where we're turning over control. And what's happening here is Moses has no control. He needs God for everything. And so he makes that first statement of where he's crying out. 
crying out to God to show up. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. And there's a miracle. God came through. Step one, step two. Cry out. Watch for God to step into your life. The man in the quail. The whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin. And again, this is the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Notice notice that they're grumbling against Moses and Aaron. Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Seriously, you're slaves, and this is what you remember. You had all this meat. You had all this bread. I mean, everything was awesome. There's no wonder I keep a journal because I'm the exact same way, right? When I was in bondage and sin starts to pull me back, I'm like, yeah, I guess it wasn't that bad, but then I look into my journal, and I'm like, yeah, it was bad. But the Israelites, this seems crazy the first time I read this, but we're that way too. We get drawn back to what we know in our past, but God wants to draw us forward into his future. And so then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in and what is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Now notice, God in this instance could have just gave them a whole basket of bread for the whole month and said, okay, here you go, here's the bread. But you guys can see this. God is saying, I want you to rely on me each and every day for your for your food. Each and every day, I need you to rely on me. Because remember, they still see themselves as slaves. Even though we're well into this journey, that's what they know. They, their trust is not quite there that God's promises are for them. And so that's what we need to do. You guys can see this. We need to step in each and every day. And again, that's what part of the journal, part of my journey was each and every day write down my blessings every single day. Since I have a lot, I needed to do that and say thank you, God, for each and every day. And then just a side note, you notice that on the sixth day, he's going to give them twice. And so if you remember, he only wanted them to grab enough for that day because it was spoil by the next day. And so on the sixth day, he's saying, okay, you guys go out and grab two Enough for two days. It won't spoil this time because I want you to take a Sabbath on the seventh day, right? And so God creates miracles. We cry out. God comes through. And continuing on, so Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites in the evening, you will know that it is the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, You will know that it is the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning. Because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You're not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. 
Then Moses told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in a cloud, in the cloud. And so he's crying out and just trying to show the Israelites, here's where God showed up. Here's where God is in your life. And so trying to continually reinforce to shed their old ways and to accept the new way that God is for them, that they have a Savior. And the final one that I just want to cover is the water from the rock. So in 17, so they quarreled, they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And again, see how they're running, they're going to Moses. And Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there. And they grumbled against Moses. They said, why do you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? Just a pause there is that you can see in this moment, God's patience. <laughs> He's still going to come through, remember? And so he takes the staff. Moses takes the staff that he parted the Red Sea with, hits it against the rock, water comes out. And so God's patience with us is, I mean, he saved them, and here's grumbling saying, ah, you should have just left us. And we'd have been way better off. He's like, are you serious? It's like, no way, but that's what he's doing. That's what they're doing, but God's patience with us, thank goodness, is, is a blessing. So with that story, and I told you at the very beginning, I can totally see myself in this story, is I started on this journey, and I started walking this path. And a thing for me that I found out was that believing God's promise, I was not sure was meant for me. And, and let me illustrate this. So used to... Uh, I would travel a lot, quite a bit on the road, and so I would um, venture throughout Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin uh, for work, and what's, what's probably weird about me is that uh, I like it really quiet in the car, and so when I'm in the car, even if it's a three-hour drive to northern Illinois, going to Woodstock, and leaving the house at five in the morning, I, I like it quiet because I just sit and think. And I, and I think about a lot of different things, but there was this one morning, and again, this is, this is part of my journey, right, is that God is trying to teach me, and, and I noticed during that journey, I actually went back and I, could, I found it in my journal. I had really started diving in on thanking God for my blessings each and every day. I would write something down. And, but I was heading north um, to northern Illinois, and I was about two and a half hours in, again, no music, no nothing. I'm just sitting there thinking. And a dream I had came back to me. And I had just remembered that this morning and actually found it in here as well. Is I, I had a, a very bad dream. Um, it's, it's not, it wasn't a normal dream. But in it, I was, I was actually praying in it or meditating. And that's not normal for me. And something came out of the darkness and it scared me so bad because in my mind, I remember thinking, whatever this was, I had no idea what it was, but in my mind's eye, 
I knew what it was, and I said that to it. I know, I know what you are. I've always known you. I, and I, in my heart, I knew that I'd known this presence before birth, before I was even born. And I, and I truly believe whatever that was, I was just scared to death. It, it, it could have been Pharaoh, right? Just that captivity. And I felt myself trying to wake back up, and I felt the drawback. And to my, I know it was my captivity, my prior life, my sin life that wanted to draw me back. I knew that's what it was, and I've known, it for, I've known that entity forever, whatever it was. And in that moment... I was driving up, and I was reflecting on that, and I was like, God, where were you? I mean, I had that bad dream, and I, I, I've never had anything like it. Where were you in that moment? Why didn't you show up? Why didn't you show up, God? And then it just burst out of me, and again, this is me crying out and God showing up. It burst out of me with tears. God, don't abandon me. Don't abandon me. Don't abandon me. There it was. God pulled this thing out of me that had been buried in me that was affecting me that I had no idea it was about. And so when I look, when I look back, it, it's possible that it came from um, my biological father left when I was just a baby, you know, left my, my mom and brother, and um, that was the impact I had no idea. I didn't know this guy hardly at all. So I was like, it's fine. I don't need that. I've got a great mom. It's fine. I don't need that. But I did. And that's what God showed me. He's like, no, you've got a trust problem. Because whenever you hear the word father, father in the Bible, I have trouble rationalizing what a father's love is. It's like, that's not the, when you said, well, God, the Father loves you, I was like, well, that's not what I didn't understand by Father. But can you guys see how I have to shed that past in me? I've got to shed that old stuff in me and understand that, yes, He is a good, good Father. There's no Father, this is for my daughters, sitting right there, you guys want to raise your hand? There's no Father that's not going to let their kids down at some point. And so as you take your journey and we look towards the real father, the father of love that loves us, that's patient with us, patient with us, although I'm probably ultra patient, so maybe not. <laughs> so, but that's what it is, right? And so we have to learn to start, we have to get on this journey ourselves. And you guys may not have the same story, but you, there are still things in your lives that might prevent you from trusting the gospel as much as you should. And we have to shed that from our past, whatever that might be. The hurts that are in our lives where you've been hurt, we've got to be able to shed that. And the way to do that is to start walking with God, to start on that journey with God. Because otherwise, you might be still at just cross, you might have been baptized, Accept God into your heart, but you might still be just at the edge of the Red Sea and not have moved off that spot. God wants you to move with Him daily. Move. He wants a journey with you, and, and, and 
And if you want this, if you want God, if you want to see God show up in your life, if you want joy, you can have daily joy. But you have to be willing to release. And so when we look at the Israelites, here's what their path was. So if you listen carefully to the Lord, and when I've gone over this once, your God and do what is right in his eyes. If you pay attention to his commands and decrees, follow me and I will keep you safe. So this is the Israelites. They just had to follow the rules. And if you follow the rules, cry out to Moses or grumble to Moses. Moses will cry out. It's a little bit different for us. See in this next slide, Jesus Christ tore down the veil between us and God. And so when the Israelites had to go to Moses, when they had to go to Moses to say, hey, we need water, we need food, Jesus Christ here in a couple of weeks will have died on the cross for us. And if we've accepted Jesus Christ in our hearts and accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we get to cry out to God on our own, right? And so we have to be willing to do that, to that relationship. The Israelites had to um, talk to Moses. We get to talk to God directly. And so if you look at this verse, this is Galatians. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is the male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is the promise that I had struggled with in believing that it was for me. And so if you find yourself trying to determine whether you're good with God, and again, this is just if you've been baptized in Christ. If you're, trying to, if you're always keeping score of, uh, I'm just not sure this promise is for me. I mean, I've done this many bad things, um, so that's a negative. I've done this many good things, that's a positive. That's not what God wants. You need to know that you are right. You are right with God and he wants to take this journey with you. He wants this for you. And I don't want you to stop. I want you to walk out of here today wanting to start the journey, if you're, wherever you're at on it. And so here's several things that you guys can do. And I'm getting close to wrapping it up. But cry out to the Lord. If you've got a hurt, if, if you've got a a control problem where you just have to have control. Whatever it is, God wants to hear you cry out. And sometimes I was afraid to do that because I was afraid he wouldn't show up. But he's going to show up in a way that you understand or might not understand. But you have to be willing to take that daily bread and keep crying out to God and thanking him for the many blessings And that goes into number two, thank God daily for his provisions. And then hand over control. So if you feel the anxiety going up, you feel worry. I felt all kinds of anxiety for the past two weeks, let me tell you, being in front of you guys. And so I had 
to release it slowly. And I, I, I would love to tell you, oh, yeah, it was easy. Anxiety is no problem. I just said, yeah, God, you take this. We're good to go. No, that's not how it went down. It was my sleep score. We make fun of Stacy. We have a sleep score that went really downhill over the last two weeks because I was worried about being in front of you guys. But now being in front of you, this is awesome. And we have the ability to pick up our staff and so how Moses was the only one of the staff, right? But since you have direct relationship with God, you have the ability to pick up the staff. And so I kind of thought about, the staff was a big one for me right off the bat was, I just remember as a kid, I don't know any kid that when they see a staff sitting or a stick sitting where they, they got to pick it up. And there's something about it. And so even to this day, when I go on a hike or something and I see this perfect walking stick, I'm like, ooh, I got to pick it up because this thing is awesome. And I'm like, it's just a stick. But no, when I pick it up, I feel a sense of power. I do. I feel a sense of power. I feel a sense of protection. And so if that helps you, think about how the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus Christ work together. In your mind, pick up that staff. And and don't leave it at the doorway as you leave here today. Don't just leave it there. Take it with you this week. Start your journey. Start looking for God to show up in your life. And that's what's most important out of everything. Out of everything that I have, I always want to succeed. I have a work life that I'm like, oh, man, I really want to succeed. But none of that matters when I think about it, because the things that matter is my relationship with God and my walk. Because being up here right now, this gives me so much joy. I thank you guys for listening to me. And again, the whole point of the journey is reshaping our identity. And if we never got to the point of reshaping it, we need to get there. Right? And let me pray. And we'll have the band come up. Heavenly Father, you are tremendous. Out of all this anxiety I might have felt over the last couple of weeks, Lord, you just, I appreciate you moving me aside and saying, just Dave, let me just take it. Let me just take over. For any of you in the congregation that um, want to move, I pray that you'll trust that God is going to be with you God doesn't send us on a journey and he's at the end of it waiting. He didn't send the Israelites and, and say, okay, I'm going to be at the end of, I'm going to be at the promised land and you, you just come along when you get here. No. Lord, show us that you're there. We need to see you, please. But help us trust in you and help us take courage uh, when we reach out to you. Not be afraid to reach out. In your precious name, amen.